So this morning, I'm going to start with a question that I'm sure we'll all answer yes to. So how many of us have witnessed or experienced something or received news that makes us almost instantly want to pick up our phone to share it with someone? I'm sure we'll all answer yes to this uh, when we've received such good news or something to share in our lives that it almost dominates our every conversation. We, we meet someone, we greet them, hello, how are you? I have to tell you about this. Have, have you heard about or what, what happened to me? Or, or please, please let me tell you about what had happened. And personally, this occurred quite recently for me when I got engaged. Yeah, I was telling the whole world, whether you wanted to know or not. In fact, I'm still telling the whole world. So if it's your first time here, she said yes. Yeah. When she did say yes, my, my fiance and I had slightly different strategies for sharing the news. So Kelly Joe just wanted to sort of soak it all in, just the two of us, spend the evening together, and then maybe we can tell our family and friends tomorrow. As for me, no ways. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, there's quite a lot of uh, feedback here. Must be how excited I am. But, but I mean, I had my family and, and her family waiting to hear. I received about three or four phone calls from her brother during the day as to ask how it's going. But also, this was just such good news. I couldn't hold on to it for myself. I had to tell everyone. And so after a couple of hours of just the two of us, uh, we phoned our parents and our siblings and some of our closest friends to let them know before we went out to dinner. And then we went to a restaurant, and even though we were wearing masks, there was no hiding the smile on my face for the poor, unassuming host of the restaurant who was promptly informed by yours truly that she said yes and we're engaged. You know, uh, needless to say, Kelly Joe relented and, and we were able to share the news with the rest of the world on social media that evening because like a child on Christmas Eve, I couldn't wait until the morning. And when I arrived at church that Sunday, having been engaged, got engaged on the Friday, I felt 10 feet tall. In fact, I'm pretty sure I had the same glow and radiance that Moses did when he came down from Mount Sinai. <laughs> Only I wasn't hiding my face. I was telling everyone. It was such good news. And you were going to hear all about it. You know, it's been three and a half months since we got engaged, and I'm still telling you about it. So you better believe that in three months' time when we get married, you're going to be hearing all about the good news. And, you know, although not everything went to plan with the proposal, Kelly Joe actually got COVID, and so I had to delay the proposal, and then my planned uh, location was a bit unsafe in the end, and so we had to sort of improvise. And um, We still got there in the end, and we eventually got to share the good news. And the overwhelming response was this sense of we're sharing joy, like a shared joy from the people who are hearing the good news. And people often said that oh, it's so nice to hear some good news in the tumultuous year and a half that we'd been having, some light in the darkness, some, some hope to keep us going. And I think sometimes we all need just a little bit of good news to keep us going some light to shine in the dark space, and some hope that we can hold on to. It's okay, I think, if the last 20 months or so has been a little bit overwhelming. And um, we might feel like we're just looking out for a little bit of light to shine on our path, some hope to hang on to, maybe some good news to see us through. And I think even as Christians, we may get overwhelmed by what is happening around us. But my encouragement this morning is that we must not forget the basic message of the gospel, which literally means good news. As, as we approach Christmas and 
boy, do you know how I love Christmas. My, my hope and my prayer, my encouragement and my exaltation is that we would hold on to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we would slow down, even stop and drop what we're doing, all the busyness of the end of the year, so that we can take a step back to see the wood for the trees and prepare our hearts and make room for the coming of the newborn king, the good news of Christmas. You know, we're living in a world seemingly addicted to negativity. I know bad news sells, but it's like we're living just on a diet of bad news, and that's only going to lead to frustration and anger and division and hopelessness. And as a result, we may feel like we're carrying heavy burdens of stress and anxiety over the present and the future, and we're battling to cut back the clutter to focus on what is essential. You know, we're caught up in the noise, so we're struggling to be able to hear clearly and think clearly to focus on what is important and what is really essential. When we, when we live like this, you know, we find ourselves shrinking back, burdened by the pace of life, by the doom and the gloom and the division, and not really certain of what we're holding on to, a bit tossed and turned by the winds and waves of life. But even though we may be surrounded by darkness, we have the light of the world within us. And darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And we have the light of the world come to us at Christmas. This is the good news. And like I said earlier, when I got engaged, when we have good news, we should share it. It is joyful to share it, but it is also bringing of joy to those who receive it. There are many moments in Scripture where the people of God were experiencing some tumultuous times, perhaps similar to what we may be going through. A set of circumstances that was not what they had expected and perhaps seemed like a mountain a bit too high to climb. There was one such moment when the nation of Israel had been uh, defeated and destroyed, uh, Jerusalem and its temple completely destructed by an opposition army. And the people of of God, the people of Israel, had been sent into exile with only a, a small remnant remaining in the battered and beaten ruins of Jerusalem. And this must have been terrible news for the people of God, for this was supposed to be the city of their God, the city which the one true God ruled the whole world from. And now the temple and the city were destroyed and the people taken into exile. And the prophet Isaiah, in this context, writes a poem of hope for the people left behind. And as those people left behind in Jerusalem may have been questioning God about their circumstances, wondering whether God has perhaps abandoned them in their time of need, perhaps you're feeling like you're questioning God because of your circumstances, or you're wondering whether God has abandoned you in your time of need. And I believe this poem written by Isaiah echoes true to us today as it did to the people of Jerusalem thousands of years ago. A messenger had come with good news, calling the people of God to awake, to listen, for the watchmen to shout for joy, together lifting their voices. The poem about the messenger reads in Isaiah 52 verse 7. It says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Ah, beautiful feet. I don't know about you, but I do not consider my feet to be a particularly beautiful part of my body. 
I grew up on the banks of the river in Red House, a lot of barefoot backyard sports, and now I sort of beat my feet up in rugby boots and running shoes. So this image of beautiful feet upon the mountains may at first appear to be a rather strange one, but these feet are beautiful because of the message they are carrying. These feet are the heralds of good news to those in despair. These feet proclaim peace and salvation. They bring good tidings of great joy. They bring good news that our God reigns. The good news to the people left behind in Jerusalem is still good news to us today. We have a message bringing good news, proclaiming peace and salvation, bringing good news of great joy and reminding us that our God still reigns. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And these feet that Isaiah wrote of pointed forward to another set of feet upon a mountain that would be pierced and nailed to a tree, disfigured and marred beyond human recognition. Yet to us, beautiful feet, crushed while crushing the serpent on our behalf. The true gift of Christmas. Not under a tree, but nailed to a tree. Our Lord and Saviour exalted high, proclaiming peace and salvation and reminding us that our God reigns. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. When Jesus was born, which is our celebration of Christmas, there was a proclamation and a heralding of good news. The shepherds were encountered by an angel and a heavenly host who brought them good news. They said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The birth of Jesus, the story of Christmas is one of the arrival of good news. So as we head into this Christmas season and then into a new year, I'd like to remind us of the reason for the season, the true message of good news at Christmas, the true gift of Christmas, and pick out four things that this good news means for us, and then four responses that we can learn from the shepherd. Firstly, the good news of Jesus' arrival is one of a proclamation of peace, that we have our peace restored. The story of the Bible is God seeking to restore his presence of peace within us and among us his relationship of peace between God and all mankind. The turmoil we experience within us and between us and our fellow man is not God's design. His design is one of peace. And the story of the Bible is God's mission to restore that peace within us, between us and God, and between us and our fellow man. Scripture tells us that God was pleased to reconcile all things to himself in Christ by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And Isaiah writes in chapter 9, he says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The message of Christmas is one of peace restored through the arrival of the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Secondly, the good news of Jesus' arrival 
is one that causes great joy. Through Jesus, we have our joy restored. We sang it earlier, joy to the world, the Lord has come. How wonderful to have Christmas carols that remind us of the good news as we worship the arrival of our Lord and Saviour. The arrival of Jesus truly is good news to all the world, of great joy. What did the angel say to the shepherds earlier? The angel said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The psalmist tell us to shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, burst into jubilant song to the Lord. The message of Christmas is one of joy restored through the arrival of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Thirdly, the good news of Jesus' arrival is one of a proclamation of salvation. This is our hope restored. So right from the moment that Adam and Eve rebelled in the garden, God was at work to restore his relationship with us. It was on his, he was on a rescue mission for humanity in order to reconcile the world to himself and to restore us in relationship with him. This is what Jesus came to achieve, our salvation. We sang it earlier. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are now children of God. Jesus' arrival was God playing his hand, his royal flesh, in the anointed king of the world come in a baby through whom we would all find our salvation. Matthew 12 says, his name, Jesus, will be the hope of the world. And scripture tells us that all those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The message of Christmas is one of hope restored through the arrival of the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus Christ. And fourthly, the good news of Jesus' arrival is one that our God reigns. This is having our confidence restored. Like the remnant in Jerusalem after the temple and the city were destroyed, it may be easy for us to look at, look at the world around us and the destruction we may see and, and battle to reconcile what we see in the world and this fact that God reigns. But Jesus was God's authoritative declaration of who truly is king of the world, of who reigns. That passage in Isaiah 9 that I read earlier continues. It says, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. David in the Psalms encourages us to say to the nations, the Lord reigns. This is our confidence. God still reigns and he will restore all things. The, the message of Christmas is one of our confidence restored through the arrival of the king whose kingdom will have no end. It will reign forever, established and upheld with justice and righteousness, accomplished by the zeal of the Lord. This is the good news of Jesus' arrival. Peace restored, joy restored, hope restored, confidence restored. And so what is our appropriate response to this good news? When the angel and the whole company of heaven appeared to the shepherds, they responded in a certain way. And I think we can take four things out of their response that we can use this Christmas time to respond appropriately to the arrival of Jesus. We read in Luke chapter two, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem 
and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, sorry, they spread the word concerning what has been told about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what they had heard and seen. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So four things that the shepherd's response can teach us in response to this good news of Jesus. Firstly, the shepherd's response teaches us to drop what we're doing. The shepherds were busy going about their ordinary everyday lives. And I'm sure you can all attest that sometimes our ordinary everyday lives can get a little bit busy and a little bit rushed. So much so that we might find it difficult to actually be aware of what is really important and what is really urgent. As you already know, I'm getting married soon. And uh, <laughs> one thing that I've already learned in our relationship, and I'm sure I will learn many new things to come, but one thing I have learned that sometimes in our everyday lives, we can sort of greet everyone, how are you doing? Hello, my love, how's it going? How's your day? You sort of carry on and you live your lives with one another, but past one another sometimes. But sometimes you learn that you've just got to drop what you're doing and listen. Any husbands here that can attest to, to that? Yeah. Sometimes I need to recognize the significance of the moment and just drop what I'm doing and listen. And I wonder whether we have the tendency to clutter our lives so full of noise, rushing from one thing to the next, that we can't see the wood for the trees. And so we battle to recognize the moments where we need to just drop what we're doing and listen. I think that the Lord is speaking and we're too busy to listen. Heaven is proclaiming and we're too busy complaining. We need to be still long enough to hear from heaven. The shepherds recognized the significance of the moment and dropped what they were doing. So this Christmas, my encouragement to you is that we would be aware and recognize the moments, but we just need to drop what we're doing so we can hear what the Lord is really doing. May we recognize the significance of the arrival of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and what this good news means. Secondly, the shepherd's response teaches us to get ourselves moving. When my fiance and I have one of these moments where I have to drop what I'm doing and listen, what genuine, generally needs to follow is an action on my part. There's a burden to be lifted, a comfort to be given, a prayer to be prayed, or a cup of tea to be made. When the shepherds heard the significance of what the angels had said to them, they got themselves moving to get in on what God was doing. Something miraculous was happening, and they weren't about to miss out on the action. So this Christmas, may we have the boldness to get in on what God is doing. Take that step of faith. Be bold and be brave. The Savior of the world has come. This is good news. We should be of good courage. When heaven speaks, we should respond. Thirdly, the shepherd's response teaches us to start sharing. Once the shepherds had seen the baby, just as they had been told, their natural response was to spread the word, to share what they had been told. I said earlier that when I shared the good news, my parents, their response was to share the good news that we had been engaged. The shepherd's response, they heard this good news, 
They shared the good news in response. The simple shepherds tending their sheep on the mountains, now the beautiful feet upon the mountains, which bring the good news. When the shepherds shared what had been told to them, the people of God were amazed at at what they had heard. The shepherds sharing resulted in sheep blaring, if if I can say that, for the shepherds were pointing to the true shepherd of the sheep. The people of God were amazed at the good news of what the shepherds had shared. So this Christmas, may we have the boldness to share the good news that we have been told about this child. For others will hear of it and be amazed. How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news. And finally, the shepherd's response teaches us to find ourselves praising. When the shepherds returned, they were glorifying and praising God. And through them, others too were glorifying and praising God. So this Christmas, may we develop gratitude. May we recognize the significance of this child born, the good news of a child born and a son given. And may we give thanks to the Lord for his love that sent his son into the world that whosoever believes in him will live. So what are we going to do with the good news this Christmas? We have peace, peace to all mankind. We have the light of the world. We have great joy. We have hope and we have confidence in Emmanuel, God with us. This should change the way we live. Our response is to lift up hands in surrendered worship. For though we may not be worthy to receive any gifts under a tree, but a lump of coal, Jesus hung on a tree so that you and me could experience eternity. May we, like the messenger to those despairing in a destroyed Jerusalem, be the beautiful feet upon the mountains which bring good news, the true gift of Christmas. Not a gift wrapped neath the tree, but the Lord and Savior wrapped in splendor and majesty, but come wrapped as a child, baby born in a manger. May we be the beautiful feet upon the mountain, which bring good news of a beautiful broken feet of our God exalted high on a mountain, the cross of Calvary, the true Christmas tree, the gift of Christmas not hung, not under a tree, but hung on a tree. May we not withhold the message of good news that we have to share with the world our God so loved that he sent his son to save it. This is a world who needs to hear a proclamation of peace, that God has made peace between us, between him and all mankind. And a world that needs to hear the hope of salvation, a world that needs to hear good news that brings great joy, and a world who needs to have their confidence restored that our God still reigns. May the message we carry this Christmas and into the new year be a heralding of good news that brings great joy. I don't think we should get upset that Christmas has been commercialized and we're worried that maybe the true message of, the Christmas, of Christmas is being lost. I think the world is crying out to hear the true message of Christmas. The good news we have to, ch- to share. God is still God and Jesus still reigns in peace. This message has brought good news for thousands of years, and it's not going to stop now. We should live knowing we have good news to share. The light of all the world has come. The light of mankind, Jesus Christ, has shone in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The disciples thought that the darkness had overcome it when Jesus hung on the cross, 
but his light burst through an empty tomb. And so we have that same light with us today. I think our hearts need to be reminded of the good news this Christmas so that we can be of good cheer. For the light of the world has come, the Savior of the world in a manger. And the world God so loves that he sent his son needs to be reminded of this good news. So may the greatest gift we give this Christmas be the good news of great joy that the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has come. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. If you're able to, will you please stand with me so that we close and pray. Now let's pray. Father, we thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the child born, the son given, who will reign over us forevermore, who to us will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We thank you, Jesus, that your arrival brought good news of great joy to all mankind, a proclamation of peace and salvation. We thank you that your name is the hope of all the world. Holy Spirit, we invite you this Christmas to lead us in response to this good news so that like the shepherds in the field, we would respond appropriately, dropping what we're doing to realize the significance of the arrival of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Father, we ask that you will please lead us in boldness to be the beautiful feet upon the mountains, carrying the good news so that in response to Jesus, heralding and proclaiming this good news to the whole world, glorifying and praising you for all we have heard and seen of this baby born. May this Christmas be a proclamation of good news that brings great joy to all people of the beautiful feet carrying the greatest gift nailed to the ultimate Christmas tree. And we thank you for this in Jesus' wonderful, perfect and precious name. Amen.